Oh, dear, no, I wouldn't think of exciting on a girl with such a small matter. You see, there's only $74,000 missing. Only $74,000 stolen, and there's nothing to get excited about. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I didn't say it was stolen. We just can't find it, and I've been checking the books all day to see if there had been a counting error. But I can't find that either. Uh, do you mind if I ask what you called the police for if you didn't think it had been stolen? But the idea of anyone stealing from the Federal Reserve Bank is preposterous. I called you because I just didn't know what else to do. Okay. But, yeah, uh, go bring that covered down at the back here. Now, look, Mr. Smith, you had $74,000. Now you don't have it. Let's play a little game and pretend it was stolen. Well, this is really very serious. But I don't see how it could possibly have been. Why don't you just tell us all about it, eh? We're not bookkeepers, but we can put two and two together, and lots of times we get the right answer. Well, yesterday at closing time, we took three hundred and seventy thousand dollars in gold certificates into the vault trust. Three hundred and seventy-five. There was one bundle of uh, seventy-four thousand dollars that had been set aside to redeem damaged currency. Yeah. But it was put on the truck and wheeled into the vault with the rest of the money. When the truck was brought out this morning, it, it wasn't there. Right? It's the strangest thing. I've been checking and checking all the live long day, and I'm just stumped. You're stumped. <laughs> We're given a time to get halfway across the country. And I suppose you'll think we're inefficient if we don't go lay our hands right on the crook. Crook? How can you say such a thing? Now, let's get down to business. And how many vault clerks were there? Two. I thought you might want to talk to them. I'll go get you for What do you make of it, Tom? It's an inside job. It's got to be. But I almost wish it wasn't because it's got to be plenty tough. Yeah, all these federal places seem to think an employee would be stuck dead if he looked cross out of the dollar bill. Where's the gun, Tom? Uh, you stick around, Wes. We want to talk to you. Yeah, I I think this is a horse, folks. They've all been here over ten years. That's from my inside. Uh, what's your name? John Reynolds. And this is Frank Parsons. Mm-hmm. So you came to my home for dinner and stayed all evening. And I drove him to his home. And I drove back to my home. We didn't know anything about the shortage until we came to work this morning. This morning. We'll take up on that later. Who else had access to the vault? Nobody. Uh, who might have gotten in there after you took the truck with the money on it in there? No one came in there. You locked the vault shortly after 4.30 and left. Who saw you take the truck in there? Any number of employees. I couldn't say who they were. Did uh, anyone come near the truck as you were wheeling it in? No. Why should they? Why should they? Listen, Mr. Ryan, that's part You don't understand. All of our people are completely trustworthy. They have to have the best of recommendations before we hire them. Yeah, we know all about that, but uh, uh, what have you got this janitor here for? Well, he was probably nearest to the truck. He was sweeping the floor. So I asked him to stay tonight until you got here. All right. Did he come near the truck or didn't he? No. No one came near it. Okay, that's the way it is. Now, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. You two vault clerks are the last ones who saw that bundle of money. I'm going to give you just three minutes to think of some tangible clue to its disappearance. If you can't tell me more than you have, I'm going to take you in. Oh, but you can't do that. I can't find the cook from what you've told me either, but I'll do it just the same. Uh, hey, 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 I hope 
hope for your sake you've done some fast thinking. They were ready to talk. Well, I don't like to say anything that might sound as though we were putting the blame on somebody else to protect ourselves. Don't worry about that, Arnold. Just fill it. Well, I was talking to one of the guards today, and he said he saw Wes, the janitor here, taking his overalls home with him. They were rolled up in a bundle. Is that right, Wes? No. Oh, don't tell me now. Let me go. You were taking him home to have him walk, weren't you? You'll have to give us something better than that, boy. You can see those clean overalls on. And you said yourself you didn't come near the truck. The only other thing I can tell you is Wes told the guard he was quitting his job Monday. Well, well, now that is something. Say, with $74,000, he'd either tell his feet to get going or be smart enough to stay around for a few months. He wouldn't quit on Monday. Why are you quitting on Monday, Wes? Did you come into an inheritance? Come in to a uh, 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 watch it. Why, are you leaving this side? Have you got another one? Yeah. Where are you going to work? Oh, uh, let me see. I don't exactly know. Oh, uh, I see. You mean you're going to work for someone else, but you haven't decided who it's going to be yet, huh? I can't figure things out powerful like that. Well, you've not had too much called Bidlin, but he seems to have a highest I looked up his application today. I can tell you anything you want to know about it. Including the fact that he didn't take the dough. Is he married? No. Uh, I don't suppose it would do any good to ask Wes. He probably wouldn't know what that. But of course, I, uh, I remember. He's, yes, he's married and lives at the, the Evening Star Apartments on Central Avenue. Hmm. Evening Star Apartments. I'll tell you what we'll do, Mr. Wes. <clears throat> Let you and I take a little ride out to your house. Uh, one to meet the family and all that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. We'll just take pop luck. I don't know how you all could do that. And my wife, she's awful fussy about who I bring around. Hmm. Is she out tonight anyhow? Oh, that's all right. I'll even help you crawl in the window. She has you locked up. Let's go. But Miss Oliver, she ain't uh, I ain't got a wife. Uh, Mr. West, do you mean an employee has so misrepresented his status? And in the evening star apartment? Well, I don't live out there. I just said I had a wife because I thought to... Uh, I'd have more chance of getting a job if I had a wife. You think uh, I'd be more of a responsible man? Well, I think you're a responsible man, Wes. So we're going for a little ride. Just because I think you're responsible for $74,000. Now look, Wes. We'll your house in a few minutes. We'll get the money and everything will be cleared up except one thing. Why did you steal it? I, I don't know, Gordon. I didn't steal nothing, no. Listen, Wesley, no, I did it. You're sweeping the floors of something by. The first one looking at the cabbage off the truck, she wrapped it up in her overalls and brought it home. Now, why'd you steal it? I wouldn't steal nothing, no. Only that kind of a bill. What does your wife think about you having all that money? She don't think nothing about anything, because I ain't got a wife. Does she know you haven't got a wife? Lake ought to be in this lot, Papa. Yeah, it's quite a neighborhood, isn't it? Hey, what are you stopping here for? It's a big lot. What? Hey, are you sure this is the place? This is the address you gave us. All right, now come on, Mr. West. Just tell us where you really live. We have all evening and lots of lots of gasoline. Well, I don't live no place here. I just sleep in empty houses and places like that. Oh, come on. Let's lock him up and find out where he lives tomorrow. He's getting enough. I'm going to get this cleared up tonight. Now, for the last time, Wes, where do you live? A place on 16th Street. I can't remember the number. I'll tell you all when we get there, though. 
Let's go, Hopson. We've got another clue. Oh, this looks like an empty house. Of course it's an empty house. Mr. West lives here. Well, I'll do it. Listen, West. I'm getting sick and tired of your soul, and it isn't going to get you any place. It's getting us someplace all over Los Angeles. Now, are you going to tell us where you live along with you? Well, I'm wearing a powerful lot You all got me so excited. I was all mixed up. Oh, you couldn't drive so fast, Hopper. You've got me to work all excited. Well, let everybody be real calm. <laughs> Try to think of something soothing, West, like a, like a piece of watermelon. Yeah. Now, look, where do you live? Well, I reckon it's over yonder on 24th Street. You reckon that's really the place? Well, hard to start it, Hopper. You got another reckoning. Oh, but far as he would, or wouldn't, West could not remember exactly where he lived. He led the officers all over the southwestern part of Los Angeles. Finally, their patients and gathering exhausted, they came to a halt on a dusty side street. That's the motor, Arthur. Let's get up and check the lady. You stay in the car, Wes. Yes, that imagination of yours, because it's really going to get a working over. Yeah. Not sure, sir. We should have thrown him in a can. First thing I'd like to make his memory wake up with a good poke in the snoo. I mean, too, he's making muffins out of it. I'll check what the girl is doing. Now, wait a minute. I can't do that. It isn't legal. I'll be right. It's not legal. Much as I'd like to get around Mr. Welch and his technicality, it still would be against the law. Oh, wait a minute, you guys. Of course, we aren't really going to harm our forgetful friend, but there's no law that says we can't think about it, is there? Yes, there is. I've broken a penny. There's no law that says we can't speak our thoughts out loud to the prisoner, is there? Yes, there is. I've never heard of it. Okay, what are we looking for? Boy, he's beating around the bush with it long enough. Now it's our turn to do a bit of beating. Oh, oh what y'all getting at? We're going to get at you, sonny boy. Hmm? Yeah, we tried being nice to him, but he don't seem to understand that sort of thing. Well, Hartley, get that rope out to come to the front seat. Well, rope? Uh, what y'all messing around with rope for? Oh, this is going to hurt us more than it does him. Oh, I can't help it if my memory won't promulgate. Uh, I I can't. If he'd only tell us where he went last night, yeah. Tell us where he put the money he stole. Oh, I didn't steal no money. I just couldn't do nothing like that. I was a good boy. All right. You're a good boy. Are you a good runner? I was a very good... Uh-huh. Uh, is, is, uh, is that a good boy? I was good. What you mean? Did you notice how fast this car could go? Yeah. Uh-huh. You think you could run that fast? Y'all mean that fast with my own feet and legs? You can try it on your hands if you want to. No, sir. Well, I couldn't do that no matter how scared I was. Well, that's too bad, Wes. Too bad. Because you know what we're going to do? No, sir. I tie this rope around your waist. Then we're going to tie the end of the rope to the back of the car and start moving that. That's just what we're going to do. Wait, you're... Oh, y'all can't do nothing like that now. Not if you tell us where that money is. We'll get it sooner or later, anyhow. But we'll get it tonight or else. I didn't steal that money. I didn't steal nothing. 
My mind and father teach me not to see. And if there's anything left of you after we get done leading you around where all your friends can see you, we'll take you up to a nice spooky graveyard and tie you to a gravestone. At 12 o'clock, the ghosts come out of the grave. And what they do to a colored boy that can't run is nobody's business. Oh, Lord. Is that Daniel from the lion's den, the Hebrew children from the fire furnace? You've got to get me out of this, man.
Move five thousand dollars again. Five thousand? Five thousand as high as you can count with. Well, it didn't do no count. It's just $2,100 short, gentlemen. $2,100, huh? Okay, let's start all over again. Why did you keep that little bit of money? Where did you put it? What did you do with it? Think of the trouble you're causing. Think. Think. Think of your money and help. Well, listen, let me tell you all about money. There's a $2,100 bill. Why did you have to? I broken a spell. If anybody says start over. Hey, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold it again. Look at that. I got a little bit of uh, in this pocket. Here, give it to me. Seven, nine, ten. Ten hundred dollars? No, just ten single dollars. And a little bit here in this here pocket. Now, let me count this. Maybe I'll be lucky. Ten, fifteen, twenty. And a little bit in this here pocket. Let me try my luck. Maybe I'll hit the jump pot. Ten, twelve, fourteen, fifteen. That makes forty-five dollars altogether. And this rate will be here all night if it's pocket hold out. But the space of this thing is driving me nuts. Come on, Will. Come on. Where's the rest of it? Where's all? That's all. The beautiful simplicity of it. Wait. Maybe if I go through his pocket, we have more luck. Hold still, Davis. Don't know why we didn't do that before. Oh, forty-five dollars wouldn't prove anything in my his money. Oh, Miss Alvin. I did take one bill out that there package here. Oh, sister. And I spent five hours for some clothes. But, uh, oh, I'll give that back to you if you want me to. What? You mean to say you're actually admitting that you stole five dollars? Uh, no, sir. I didn't steal nothing, no. Um, yeah, of course. Uh-uh, what's this? A sales receipt for a Toronto automobile dated yesterday. Three hundred dollars made out the west. So, you sold an automobile for three hundred dollars yesterday. Yeah, the old tribe been riding around. That explains where he got the forty-five dollars. But he's already admitted he stole the fifty-dollar bill from the package. I tell you all, I didn't steal it. In my entire career as a detective, I've never been so completely befuddled. I can't help wanting to believe it. that. Hey, look, bud. Why don't you look through my pocket? Then maybe I've shown it. If I may offer a suggestion. Hey, no, you don't, Mr. Smith. No, we're mixed up enough as it is without any help along that line from you. Are you sure you're looking all his pocket buds? Yeah, he's as clean as a whistle. Wait a minute. I took that back. Well, his overalls are clean anyway. No, I mean, I missed this pocket. It's a parking lot ticket. So what? Yeah, but it's dated today. Today? And he sold his car yesterday. Well, what have you got parked in there on this ticket? Uh-huh. You heard me. If you sold your car yesterday, what did you park in this lot today? Oh, uh, I can't remember rightly. Oh, oh, there goes his memory again. Well, that's a sign we're on the track of something. Yes, I think so. But if West thinks he's going to take us to every lot of park in town before he remembers which one, I'm going crazy. Hmm. No chance. The address is on the ticket. That's the first place he's had tonight. Let's go. These gentlemen have overlooked the psychological angle. Maybe we have, Mr. Smith, but you look at the psychology and we'll look for the money. Come, come, Mr. West, and this time we'll lead the way. Yeah, Are you sure this is the place, Bud? Yeah, this is the place, all right. I knew this would be a blank. We found it so easy. It sure is deserted. Look, West. If you sold your car yesterday, what did you park in here today? Well, I reckon I parked the car in here. You parked the car in here. It isn't here now. Whose car was it? Well, let me see. I can't For crying out loud, will you stop talking right now? Wait a that way back there in the corner, bud? I don't know. It's the dog. I can't see a thing. Yeah, I think that is it, sir. Look at that. 
Yeah, it's a car, all right. And it's a brand new one. Sure is new. Looks like a Kaiser. Yep, Kaiser lady. Oh, uh, we might as well save that step. Well, it's funny anyone would leave a car like this in here after the lot had clothes on the oh. new. See what name it's registered under. Hasn't got a license on it. No license. <laughs> you have the same idea I have. Listen, well, did you buy an automobile today? Yeah. You did, huh? Well, I'll do you. Why didn't you tell us, though? We all didn't me. How much did the car like this cost? Well, at a guess, I'd say between twenty-two and $2,400. Hmm. That's it. If it was $2,350, you'd got 300 for his old rent. I would make it $2,050. He had almost $50 in his pocket. Making it $2,100. The exact amount is missing. All right. Now, well, look. You admit you bought this car, don't you? Yeah. Well, in the face of this, you certainly aren't going to stick to your story that you didn't steal the money, are you? Well, well, what do you mean? Do you still say you didn't steal the money? Yeah. Well, who did steal it, then? Nobody didn't steal nothing, wouldn't do nothing like that, no. For the last time. Now, look, look, listen, Wes. We've been nice to you, haven't we? Yeah. Yes, yeah, sure. We've let you leave us all around time when we could have put you right in jail and found out these things later. You appreciate that, don't you? Yeah. And all we've done is ask you little bitchy questions. Now, look, if you'll just tell us the truth, we'll try to see that you get off very easily. Won't that be nice? Yeah. Then, if you're telling the truth and you didn't steal it, who did steal it? Who was working with you? Who are you trying to protect? Did somebody steal it for you? No, it was stolen. Somebody in the bank stole it. You stole it, and you know you did. Come on, you stole it, didn't you? Come on, come on. I didn't steal nothing, no Once again, to the bank, said to the gentle detectives, certain they had solved the crime, but quite uncertain about the circumstances surrounding it and the criminal. Well, Mr. Smith... They found the missing $2,100. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Do you uh, have it with you? No, Mr. Smith. We didn't have the keys to it. The keys to it? What do you mean? We mean your $2,100 has been changed into a prize automobile. Mr. West did it, which is not just one. He must have, because he didn't steal it. He says he didn't. Well, this is terrible, terrible. Yes, yes, it's awful, isn't it? Why did you steal that money, Wes? I didn't steal no money, no, Mr. Smith. There you are, Mr. Smith. A perfect example of a careful caretaker. You see, he was just going to take care of it for you. Gentlemen, I still think you're overlooking the psychological angle of the case. Mm -hmm. Maybe we are overlooking the psychological angle of this case, but we'll save that angle for the judge to look at. Judge? What are y'all talking about a judge? We're talking about the judge. We're going to try to persuade you didn't steal that money. Uh, uh, Mrs. Smith, does it all mean they're going to put me in jail? I'm afraid you do, Wes. I'd like to believe you, but the evidence is pretty much against you. Yeah, but what's against me? It looks like you stole that package. Otherwise, how could it have gotten to your house? Oh, I'm just doing my job as janitor and caretaker. Just doing his job as janitor and caretaker. Wait a minute. Wait just a minute. What do you mean, Russ? Oh, I always take on the trash and stuff and sweep up the floor. Mrs. Smith, you know that. Yes, I know that, Russ. And when I get the job here, the man, he says it's $15 a week, and what I found. Found? Wait a minute. What's the 
Would it have been possible for that package to be knocked against the wall as the truck was being wheeled into the box? Quite possible. And would it be possible, as it was knocked off, to have fallen onto the floor? That's a psychological angle, boys. Well, didn't feel it. No, I didn't feel nothing at all. I was going up on that package on the floor. And it's there. I can keep everything I found on the floor. In just a moment, Captain Smith will complete our program. In the meantime, friends, whenever you look at the gauges on your instrument panel, think of Rio Grande's great combination of protection and power. For the safest and surest protection that money can buy for your motor, Real Lube Motor Oil. For maximum power at minimum cost, Rio Grande Craft. The police car performance, gasoline. And now, Captain Smith. Wes was tried in the clear court, but he stuck to his story. The arresting officers felt that they had resorted to methods which, in their opinion, might be construed as intimidating. For that reason, they refused to appear against Wes. He was found guilty, however, and sentenced to a year in the county jail. That's his Captain Smith. Thank you.